1: Listen,
0: get it on. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. This is episode 136. I hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your holiday season. I think we can all agree this year has flown by, but the faster the better. But we're going to take a moment here today, guys, over the next hour to catch up with one of my favorite people in the music industry. Episode 136 features my good friend Gianni Blue. Now, although 2020 has been such a tough year for music artists, Gianni has still had so much success and I wanted to catch up with him on all his releases this year, how he's been staying motivated and creative in the studio and what he's been doing to stay relevant with his brand without the aspect of live shows being involved. Gianni has had to basically switch up his entire day to day because he was touring so much, he had so many shows, but he has actually, for the better, been more motivated and focused in the studio and I'm telling you guys, you're gonna hear it in his music that he's got coming out. It's no secret, 2020 has been a really tough year to release music. But Gianni Blue has overcome all obstacles and racked in more streams than he ever has in the past. This guy is absolutely crushing it. We went through his entire list of releases for 2020 including tracks like Endlessly, Summer Jam, and Open Up Your Hearts. And we discussed where he was at creatively, where he was at mentally, and why he chose to release this type of music which is a little more relaxed, a little more radio friendly, a little more streamable as opposed to some other releases like he has that are maybe a little more favorable to play in a club or at a festival. Now, outside of releasing all of his awesome music this year, Gianni has gone viral on TikTok. You might even recognize some of the videos if you saw them because he was featured on the Today Show, Jimmy Fallon, and even Ridiculousness. I mean, this guy does it all. Now when I first interviewed Gianni, we had a great discussion on how important it is to understand the business side of the music industry, and Gianni has put all of those skills to work this year it is always such a pleasure talking with Gianni and this is someone that I go to for many different types of advice and this guy really really gets it he also showed me some of his unreleased music that's coming out in 2021 guys everybody better get ready because I know Gianni Blue is going to take over the world so without further ado guys let's get into it right now this is episode 136 with Gianni Blue ladies and gentlemen Welcome to another episode of Sherman the Booth. We're here my man Gianni Blue.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up,
0: baby? How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, it's actually been almost exactly a year since we had you on the show.
1: To the date. I think we did it like November 15th, 2019, Literally. around there.
0: Yeah. I feel like I've known you for a lot longer, though.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. It's
0: funny. When you meet someone, you have someone on the show, or when you meet someone in the industry, you can tell if they're about it, right? If they really care. I got that vibe from you immediately,
1: bro. Bro, I appreciate it. Bro, you know, like I told you when I was here, yeah. music's my life, music's my passion, music's yep. my business. Yep. 365 days, wake up, sleep, go to bed thinking about music, <laughs> writing notes down what I'm going to do the <laughs> next day, what I'm going to do in the studio.
0: That's right. And it repeats. Dude, and cheers to you real quick, Salud. too. Absolutely. Know, this guy brought wine. A special, special interview. This guy brings over Cabernet Sauvignon. A special interview. hmm
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> And that is good wine. Not a lot of DJs drink wine, so I appreciate that. Yeah, you know. Appreciate your taste. You know what I'm saying? Now, when we last had you on the show, we got your full story. Incredible story, too. For anybody that wants to go listen to that, I'd highly recommend it. One of my favorite interviews ever. Not only because you're so driven, but like the story in and of itself. Without and I had a commitment. lot of people
1: actually tell me they watched it and yeah. they learned a lot about me. Yeah. And that's why I was telling you for a while I wanted to come and do more. Yeah. Because I feel like with you, it's not only just basic, basic questions. You know, yep. with you, it's like we get the story, yep. we get the ideas. Yep. You and me talk about certain tangents that help others, that yep. inspire us, and yeah, everything I mean, goes 360 with everything. I know, man.
0: It's it's just always so much fun talking to you because although <clears throat> you in my eyes, like, you have made it in my eyes, Johnny, like no, You I'm still, I'm still I, you have be. goals, man, I know, and like, like, that's why I have so much love and respect for you, but for you to take the time to sit with me and hang out and like give us feedback to our whole group of friends, it like, just means a lot. Like, You're Chicago till you
1: die, bro. And like, bro, I'm Chicago till I die, bro. And and born like, and you raised, are. Five minutes from the Sears Tower, we're not calling it Willis Tower, Sears Tower, <laughs> not <laughs> suburb, no offense, I love all my suburb friends, but born and raised, where from my house I can see the Sears Tower that's really right. well. That's right, man. So, yeah, bro. I mean, you know, and I love your energy. I love your passion for what you do. Thank you. And that's you. why I wanted to come, you know, talk with you, get inspired with you. Yeah. You know, motivate the people. Yeah. Because it's like, what you do, your energy is 100%. With what I do, my energy is my
0: 100%. Well said. You
1: can take my job. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. We're going to make a <laughs> second chair Sherman Gianni. <laughs> that's right. You know, behind the scenes, it's going to be. Not in the book. Uh, yeah. Behind the scenes. You know?
0: <laughs> well, a lot has happened since I've had you on. But I want to ask before we, we go over the last year. How's 2020 been for you, man? Anything new at home, life? What's been good with you?
1: You know, 2020 has been a very interesting year, right? Yeah. So exactly a year, a week before we did the interview last time, I played EDC. Yeah, that's true. It was the biggest show I ever played. Yeah. You know, and it's, it was a one-year anniversary yesterday. Yeah. I posted some video content, right, just right, yeah? reflecting on the times. Unbelievable. And then you know, after I saw you, I put out a couple songs in January. I did a big show in New York, sold mm-hmm. out. Yep. You know, 300 plus tickets. It was, yeah. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then boom, March came and. <laughs> The world shut down. Yeah. Not even the US, Europe, the world. Yep. Shut down. The music business, the entertainment business, you know. Crazy. The hospitality business shut down. Yep. So it kind of, you know, it affected so many people in so many ways, you know. And I'm I'm really blessed that my focus for the last couple years has always been music first. Shows with me, of course, I love to do, I love to perform more than I love to produce. Yeah. But producing is my bread and butter. Producing is, you know, it's my first love. It's. Honestly, it's like, you know, I'm in the music business, not, yeah. not just in the live performance business. Yep. I'm in the music business. So right. when, when when COVID hit, I kind of just, you know, tripled down in the studio yeah. right away with just like, I'm going to cook more music than I've ever made. I'm going to produce more records than I've ever produced in a year. I used to do one record or two a month. Now I'm doing, you know, one or two a week. Yeah. So the speed is just, it changed a lot. And I'll add one more thing to you. And I was talking with my family at the beginning of the year, because mm-hmm. I was going into 2020 with, you know, a, a huge mindset going like, what I'm going to accomplish, what I'm going to do. And I said, look, if I get my physical health to the highest it's ever been, mm-hmm. my mental and producer mindset will be the best. Agreed. Because I always thought my physique would make the music go better. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, I, you know, I wasn't good looking. I think, you know, I'm, I'm decent <laughs> good looking. But I thought just that next level where it's like five days a week, I'm working out. Because, look good, feel good. Uh, exactly if if your if your body's good your mind's good That's right so i i started this basically this rotation where every day i would work out in the morning for mm-hmm. an hour mm-hmm. and every day i would go in the studio for 3 4 hours okay. right when march started i said this was my goal and you asked what changed at home i said i picked up jump rope so i <laughs> played you? yeah i played soccer for 15 years yeah. i did a bunch of sports i was always in the gym but this jump rope kind of changed my whole mindset with working out yeah. it got me disciplined. it got me It it, it took me where I needed to go, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would almost use it as meditation. When I'm doing 20 minutes a day, I would just be thinking Mm -hmm. and let my mind just, you know, cultivate ideas and just basically I I look at jump rope as like coffee. (laughs) It opens my brain and my mind for the day. Yeah. And the days I don't do it, like on Sunday, it's like I feel a little sluggish. But when Monday comes, first thing I do eight in the morning, 830, boom, go hit 20 minutes. Jump rope. Yeah. Can we get some content in that? I want bro, I've been posting a lot of stories, but I'm going to start posting some real feed posts. I don't want Gianni's d- workout, boy. bro. I, man, my mom thinks I'm like an Olympian jump rope. you just see, bro. It's, it's crazy. I'm like, bro, I, when I tell you passion, like when, when I do something, I get addicted to it. Yeah, or yeah, Whether yeah. it's music or performing or yeah. eating good or, mm-hmm. you know, I picked up jump rope. I became addicted. I learned all the tricks. I learned, you know. Yeah. I even have <laughs> different weighted rope. I have a quarter pound, half pound, one pound. So the circuit becomes much harder and it becomes yeah. working not only your calves and your cardio, your chest, your arms.
0: is it like this is it like the the land version of swimming almost?
1: Like it's You could say that because you know what you're, I mean? you're kind of doing the same motion. Wow, that was a great analogy actually. I came to mind. You're you're doing the same exact motion subconsciously. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of times in one second. Yes,
0: exactly. And you're really working every muscle whether you know it or not. No, that's
1: a, You couldn't have said it better, wow. I want to quote you on that. I feel you though, bro. Like these, these for my only fans, <laughs> jump rope private workouts. That is subscription based only. <laughs> that's subscription and based gentlemen. only. You want to learn all the tricks and the right, trade? That's base.
0: good content. That's good content. I feel the same though, man. You know, the beginning of the year was it was really disheartening. Obviously, like I had some big shows too, and I was feeling really good about 2020, and all of a sudden everything comes to a screeching everything halt. Everything got canceled. And I don't even
1: want to talk about it to bring negative energy, but I have... yeah. Four or five of my biggest shows I would have ever played. Yeah. Kind of on the calendar, and they all got canceled, but you know?
0: Canceled. But hey, you know what? The good thing is, it got canceled for everybody.
1: Without a doubt. And it's about the people who adapt. Yep. Not the people adapt who or die, man. get hurt and slow down. Yep. And you know, I wanted to make this point. I was texting you about this. It's like, yeah. I feel that COVID, Corona, whatever this time period of 2020, it's really just widening the gap. Yeah. Between the people who are winners, the people who are mediocre, the people who are intermediate. Everything's going to split up. Everything's going to open up. Yep. So in three, six months from now when, you know, there's a vaccine and entertainment and, you know, everything comes back. Right. The people who worked hard this year pushing content, pushing music, pushing whatever their business is, is going to be 20, 30, 40% ahead of everybody else who kind of slowed down or wasn't inspired or, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it is definitely such like a, a fickle conversation, right? Because I was going to say it's it was easy to feel sorry for yourself in the beginning, right? Like... Nobody could do anything, couldn't go to shows, didn't feel creative. Without a doubt.
1: And all, you know, all, all, everybody in our business, you know, we all, you know, live performance is a huge revenue stream for so all of us. Over half. So without a doubt, when that gets affected, we all feel some type of way. Right. But it's how you adapt. And I've been listening to so many, you know, entrepreneurs talk about how now has been the time to create alternative revenue streams. Yes. Use the internet to its capability. Yep. You know, and I, like I said, for me, I tripled down on music. Yeah. Tripled down on releases, tripled down on streaming, tripled yeah. down on content. Yeah. And just kept the ball
0: rolling. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I've, it's been such a pleasure watching you continue to push yourself forward this year in so many different ways. I mean, seeing how it's only been a year, you know, I, I interview a lot of people that have been on the show two, three years ago and we bring them on again and we talk about what's transpired. Usually it's been two, three years though. In a year, you have done what I would say most people would do in three to four years. I mean, let's talk about TikTok, bro. Let's just let's start about that real quick because at
1: DJ Gianni Blue. This guy 35 million views on TikTok. Unfucking
0: believable. And you know what? It's not it's it's funny, dude. It's like actually good. It's none of this like bullshit dancing. mm no, no, no. I did it my own way. I mean, you were featured on. Uh, Good Morning America, oh. Jimmy Fallon, most uh-huh. recently Ridiculousness. I
1: thought that was. Childhood favorite show, by the way. Bro, that was crazy.
0: I thought that was literally that was one crazy. of the coolest things ever. <laughs> like, Jimmy Fallon, I was like, that's legit. Today's show, I'm like, that's legit. And then Ridiculousness, like Rob Deerdeck talking about you. I mean, I got chills talking about it. Yeah, right that's now. crazy, bro. That's crazy. How did that
1: feel? How How did, like, just tell the whole TikTok story? Bro, bro, I, you know, I started talking about this in my, you know, in the first interview with you. It was like, I always saw myself. As a full entertainer, right? Right. Because as I was growing up, music was my number one love and will always be. But I always thought my dreams as a kid was like, I wanted to be in commercials. I wanted to be in yeah. television. I wanted to be, you know, a full-blown entertainer, honestly. Right. From, you know, from every, from every any way you could put it. Yeah. And then when TikTok popped off in February, I'm just happy. I started kind of playing with it a month before the
0: yeah. whole lockdown.
1: Right. So two, three weeks into it, I kind of started getting the hang and I started getting my own ideas. So I'll give you an, I'll give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. I was one of my favorite comedians when I was a kid was Mr. Bean. Nice. You know who Mr. Bean yeah, is? Yeah, of course. Mr. Bean does a lot of comedy without words. Right. So with just expression. Damn, it is kind of like Mr. Bean. Just full on expression. Yeah. You know, physique, everything. Yeah. So I was like, you know, and I have a lot with my with my vocals also. But yep. I was like, yo, I want to just let me try a couple ideas. And my first one was the, <laughs> the like almost the people's favorite was the 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 toilet paper one. Dude. The toilet paper, you know, selling selling toilet paper like a drug dealer. You so know? funny. You know, and then I, I did like three or four back-to-back days that each in like a day got 500,000, a million, two million views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like the week of COVID, like March 13, 14, 15. And everybody was on TikTok. Everybody was on TikTok. The world was talking about it. <laughs> and, you know, I just, you know, then I just tripled down for like 60 days. I made yeah. one or two videos a day. Yeah. And then, you know. And it is what it is no you know, it reached television it reached Chrissy Teigen it reached yeah. Weezer it reached i mean so many so many people i can't even remember off the top of my head right now but it just opened my eyes too with the power of the internet yeah. and i tried to bring all those people from TikTok mm-hmm. to my music
0: yeah and you and did. To my
1: Instagram and to my other social media platforms and it worked i mean dude you've picked up at least 25 30,000 followers on your Instagram since, since you came on yeah, the show, yeah, around that, you know, and like on TikTok, I have one hundred sixty something thousand, <laughs> and it's like it's not easy to convert them. But the point was, yeah, some converted, yeah, totally. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Was it going outside your
1: comfort zone initially to create that sort of content or was it always within you? To be honest, it really wasn't outside my comfort zone. I'm not yeah. going to say it was when it really wasn't at all. Right, Because right, right. I always like to joke around. I People always, are self-conscious about that type of stuff. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're entertainers. So yeah. it's like, I'm good in front of the camera. Right. I just was, you know, I would more so, and the ideas would be real spontaneous. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had a note on my iPhone where like, I would just have TikTok ideas and I would write the first couple weeks of COVID a bunch of ideas and I would just check them off. yeah you know <laughs> and then yeah you know I kind of slowed down after June, July because I went like like I said tripled down in the studio like I right. wouldn't waste time doing other things right but you know every now and then I kind of drop one every couple weeks just to you know feed the streets you know feed the, yeah. feed the internet <laughs> you know but you know like I said music's the first love but I just wanted to do something to gain create content first of yeah. all because everybody was at a lack of content you couldn't go do shows you couldn't take pictures you couldn't go to too many people masks on yep blah 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 so I was like alright let me just make all this content from home yep and you know, yeah. that's really what you the took, main focus was. You took advantage of the situation. You know, I didn't need no videographer. I didn't need no photographer. Yeah. Even though I've paid so many of them yeah. to create content over the years. I did this all with, you know, yeah. me, myself, and I. Debatably, your In most my
0: successful piece of content was you making these TikTok videos. And I think that was the greatest part about it was the authenticity behind it. So relatable. It's just you, you know? There's not some fancy camera or some fancy editing effects. It's just, like, you messing around and being the funny friend that everybody wished they were with.
1: And this goes back to, you know, content in general, right? Yeah. If you look at any entertainer's content feed, right? You look at their high-end pictures, high-end video content. Yeah. They'll get, you know, 20%, 30% engagement. Right. When they post a selfie yeah. or when it's a video just themselves, yeah. 90% engagement, 80% engagement. That's true. Because people read through the or feed through the bullshit, you know? Yeah. They just... The most genuine is what gets the most love, always. always. And you'll spend $300, $400 on a video a photo shoot. You'll <laughs> get very limited engagement. But because people don't care. You do something with your phone, just like this, and you spill on yourself or whatever. Yeah, yep. Quadruple engagement. Because it's
0: not so far-fetched, right? And it's it's you either have to be like, I've realized that too, you have to be at the highest level of quality or even just the most average Joe level that just seems tangible to them. Because people are fascinated with people like Kim Kardashian, right? Because their life is something they'll never experience so living through them vicariously is an experience but also seeing people like you making these tiktok videos is like damn that's hilarious like yeah i can't get toilet paper either at the grocery store right like maybe i'd buy it from a drug and also
1: it's mixing the the high-end content yeah that you know builds value to your brand and makes you look professional yeah with the selfie content yeah it's both them. And like you mentioned, Kim Kardashian, they also have a good amount of content that they take themselves. Yeah. And that's they feed both. Mm-hmm. They have their photographers, videographers, team. Yep. And then they have their selfies in the mirror that get 10 times more engagement than it's true. all the other pictures I took a the page, other videos.
0: I took a page out of your playbook because you had talked about that. One of the main points of conversation we had when we had you on last time was the business side of it, right? And you talked so much about building a personal brand. And I literally took that to heart, and it has helped me so much. I've seen that 100%. 100%.
1: It's me, bro.
0: You know, like, and I am trying to do
1: exactly that, right? Because before you were catering to the people, now you... You're, you're you. Now I'm putting out Feeling whatever energy. I like. Exactly. And, and I'm that's having so key. much more fun I mean, with it. Look at these beautiful banners we have here. I mean, if you guys <laughs> can see the studio we're in, I'm talking big cameras, big lighting. Look at this table right here. Yeah, it's a nice table, Love like, right? This not Ikea, baby. Yeah, that's not you that. It might
0: be Marshall's, but it's not
1: Ikea. <laughs> I'll just tell you, you know?
0: I love it, man. I love it. But it's been a great year of releases for you. Now, I know we talked about before we on air. Bad timing for Baby Just Dance, but honestly, it's a great track.
1: Okay, let's start there. Let's start there. Let's start there. First record I put out during COVID, yeah. Corona. Club hit. March 27th. <laughs> put out a club hit. And, yo, know, I was so in love with this record. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like Work It 2.0. Right. Because Work It was like arguably my biggest dance club record ever. I mean, for sure. And during COVID, Diplo played it like three times. Dylan yeah. Francis played yeah, that was it. was sick too. A bunch me. of times. Right. Well, a bunch of times they played it on their live streams. But it's like, I wanted to make it 2.0. And, you mm-hmm. know, Baby Just Dance is a great record. It is. But it came out at the worst possible time. Right. Because people weren't looking for Spotify. People weren't looking for live songs. People weren't looking for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't looking for that. They were looking for... Really, they weren't looking for nothing right away. Yeah. And, you know, that song was slated for, like, two months to come out. So, you know, it came out. I don't regret anything, but, you know, it was just bad timing.
0: Yeah. You know what? At least you did get good support during that time, though. I mean, I think it's a great track. And who knows? It could come back. What about that one track that uh, got Island. you a tour in Asia, right? Like that was eight that, months
1: after the fact. Yeah, it was like a year after, yeah. You, know, you never know. You never know. You never know, brother. I mean people still play you know, I actually got a lot of DJ support, funny enough. Yeah for, for radio shows. Yeah in Europe. Yeah. But, you know, you never know, brother. You know, when nowadays with music it's like I think I told you this in the last interview, and I truly feel like this. It's like yeah. a couple years ago when I was really, you know, just in my head too much, I was like every every song is my baby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and right. I would get too in love with certain songs. I put Actually. too much budgets behind certain songs mm-hmm. because I was just you know attached. Now I look at every every song as like a foster child. <laughs> you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just I, you know, I yeah. have love for them, right. but they all gotta come out. They all gotta grow. They right. all gotta do things. You right. know, it's Set you know up. it's it's more so like if it's gonna be, it's gonna be. You know, these records are just you know, yeah, they're all cultivated and they go. I love them. And I still love them all. Right. But I had to get a different mindset because I, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, and yeah. you know, because everybody always talks about victories. I'll give you a, a a non-victory. Yeah. Right? I had so much love for Magic City, mm-hmm. which was like my biggest international featured record. I had Pazaran King, yeah. one of the biggest Nigerian dancehall artists in the world. Yeah. Sarani, Jamaican legend, yep. my boy from Haiti, Jael, D. Lyles doing background vocals. Yeah. And like I put like my biggest budget I've ever put for <laughs> a record. Big yeah. music video in Miami, yachts. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I've seen it. And you know, that record wasn't as successful as, you know, the follow-up record that came out a couple weeks later, Somebody Like You, which had no budget. Yeah. But it just flew. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that taught me a lesson, like, okay, you know, put budgets behind them, but sometimes you have to feed the street, and when the energy comes back to you, Mm -hmm. and that's what labels do nowadays, right? Yeah. So A lot of artists, they don't put out a single. They'll put out the album for streaming. Yep. Whichever one gets the most streams first week, that's the single. Now we're putting the budget behind it. Huh. So I had to kind of change my mindset. Yeah, yeah, It's just yeah. like, okay, right away, I'm not going to go crazy with marketing. Right. Which I always do. I always put a little budget no matter what. And I yeah. tell everybody that. Yeah. You can't... If you, all your money was spent recording the record and you have zero dollars when the record comes out, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because that's when the dollars start, honestly. Yep, yep. That's when the influencer partnerships start. That's when radio budgets start. That's when Instagram, Facebook ads start. Yep. That's way more money.
0: Mm-hmm. But Very yeah. good point. Very good point. You have to think about... The whole entire story of a song. Because there is a beginning,
1: middle, and sometimes never an end. Without that, If you can continue to push it. And to way. end that tangent, I'll say, love all your music, yeah. but you'll never know which one is the big song or the hit. And I've heard every artist say this. That's true. The one you love the most won't be the hit. Yeah. The one you didn't give two shits about is the hit. That's so true. And that's just what it is. That
0: is one of the only consistent things about music for artists. I swear to God. They
1: always say that and it's just true. The one that took a couple hours to record (laughs) is the smash. The one you spent six months researching, (laughs) financing, signing deals, doing all this stuff. Yeah. That's the life, yo.
0: That's real talk, people. Write that shit down. Giving
1: you real, real game. Real game. Wins and losses. It's not just wins.
0: It's not just wins. And you gotta learn from your failures. So you followed up with one of my favorite Gianni Blue tracks, Attention. You like that one? Such a vibe. Chiller Moonbaton vibes. Where was the inspiration? Did you have this ready to go? Did you know that you had to make a shift at
1: this point after maybe so just days? So I had that one been done yeah. for a while. So I recorded that one in December in Haiti, actually. Nice. So I had a friend of mine, he's a great singer. His name is Jael. Mm-hmm. He sings on Magic City as well. Mm-hmm. He's the one who sings on Attention. Yeah. And we recorded that in like just one night, you know, spur of the moment, late night, two, three in the morning in Haiti in the mountains.
0: Yeah.
1: Phone connection not working, Let's for real, because, you know, third world country, yeah. you know. <laughs> and we just, you know, I was in that mood because I had just recorded Magic City, somebody like you. I was into this dance hall. Yeah. You could say Moomba tone, mid temple. Yeah, exactly. It's got that little bit, yeah. Mm. Reggaeton type exactly, vibe. They're all yeah. similar, you know? Yeah. Reggaeton, dance hall. Very Caribbean. It's all yeah. Caribbean world music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just in my... Is that the
0: actual genre? Like, is that what you would call it? I would
1: call attention dance hall. Okay. Some people would call it Moonbaton. Yeah. And some people would say it's Tropical House. Yeah, true. But all of them revolve around the same tempo, the same speed, and the same format.
0: Yep. That makes
1: sense. So, yeah. But yeah, that was a record. You know, we did it real quick. I mean, recorded just the vocals one day. And I flew back to Chicago. And then I, you know, I finished it probably in February, March, around right before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those that I was just holding on. Yeah. Because after I put out Baby Just Dance, I'm like, let me take. A minute to see where this is going to go, right? And that's when, from March and April, I put out like 80 TikTok videos, yeah, because I kind of was like, Okay, I don't know about putting music out right now, yeah, because people are more worried about their life, their family, right? Their job, yeah, reality, which is the most important, yeah. We were all worried about ours too, so kind of switched the focus for a second, but then when May came around, warm weather, yeah, I'm like, All right, let me get back now. Now that people need it, and I also started noticing that artists weren't putting out records. You look at a lot of DJs or producers or any any artists from any genre. Yeah. They they had not, not put out no music it's April, true. May, or June. And I'm like, all right, well, now is my time to... I have them sitting on five or six of them done. Yeah. Let's just feed the streets. Let's go.
0: Flood the market. Full blast. Yeah.
1: Content, marketing, promo, boom. Yeah. And I put out attention. Mm-hmm. It, did, it, did, it did pretty good this summer. You know, like yeah. about a million. Yeah. You know, people loved it. And then I did that. And then that was the start. I did it, dropped it right on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this summer, I'm going to... Because I, I had tripled down already mentally March, April, May in the studio. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, now it's time to just yep. put more music out at a faster pace than I've ever done before. Yeah. To kind of play the market <clears throat> while there's high engagement but low supply. It's a chance for you to really test the waters too. 100%. Because this is an, an,
0: an unknown market for streamable music. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. How you've really been able to tiptoe on this line of streamable yet playable. That track to me is very streamable. 100%. Very streamable. Now, you followed it up with, without a doubt, your most impactful song. Most powerful song at such a, 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 a time that the world has never experienced. You know, after oh, I'm all, all this police, the police brutality, open your hearts. I mean, I never saw it coming, honestly. Like, I know you're a great person. I know you support, like I said, your Chicago till you die. So obviously, like, you're a man of the people. But this collaboration with D Lyles was really something special, man. And tell the people where the idea came from, the collaboration, everything no, without about
1: doubt. it. And you know, and that's to show you that you know, sometimes you have to put music out just for the world and the people. Yeah. You know, the song wasn't a huge success, but the message and the importance I feel like is more important than any song I put out all year. Yeah. And you know, it was around that time, you know, end of May, early June with the police brutality. Yeah. And I was in the studio with him one day and we were both kind of just sad seeing, you know, what was going on. And I'm kind of like, you know, We're both super inspired by like Bob Marley and reggae in general. Yeah. So we're like, let's take a different approach completely and kind of do something, not outside our comfort zone, because honestly to me, there's no outside my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or for him, we both are just sponges. But like, let's do something we haven't done yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of, you know- There's a difference for sure. You know, I made the beat, I started, you know, incorporating sounds or whatever. And then in just, in in one session, literally every vocal was laid. No shit. And we were kind of just freestyling it together. He would put one line, I would put one line, he would put one line, I would put one line. We both go off in the mic and you know what i do in the studio actually is i'll turn the selfie camera on and i'll record yeah and i'll just play the beat and we're usually both standing up yeah just you know singing melodies or vibing and when we hear one boom we punch it in logic one bar and then we'll build off it and that song honestly you know we were both feeling so 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 emotional and you know seeing so much hurt in the world Mm -hmm. that song just came about and you know the message speaks for itself yeah i partnered with um i can't remember the company right now unfortunately but a company who um shot EDC Orlando, Yeah. they had shot the riots out in California and Florida. Yeah. And they created a music video for that, a lyric video. It's on my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. It's a beautiful story. It is. You know, it really shows, you know, we tried to just address what was going on. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I'm not a political person, neither is he, but the way we can communicate with people is through our music. Yeah. So we thought that we would just share the message through our music and then, you know, that was open your hearts. If you haven't heard it, most people haven't heard it because it wasn't, you know, huge promo or huge, you know, dance record. But it it's truly good. one of my most powerful, heartfelt messages I've ever wrote. It was very selfless of you in that regard. You know, we donated all the profits back to, you know, Black Lives Matter and yeah. numerous other organizations we were following. Yeah, dude, I, I, I loved that. I thought you that know, was so great. You know, I feel like a lot of times, you know, artists don't put their voice forward. Yeah. And if it's not in a political way, at least I did it political in, my, in a, through my music. Yeah. You know, and that's the best way I can express myself a lot of times.
0: Yeah, of course. I know people say it's not political. This is not political. Everything's political to a certain extent, Everything, you know? But But as
1: long as, you know, I wanted to share something that I see people hurting. I see people struggling. Yeah. But I let the music speak for it. How I felt in that moment and what I wanted to share.
0: Definitely go check that one out. And the video is really great, too. Now, you kept it going, though. Another jam, bro. Endlessly. This is my number
1: one favorite Gianni Blue track, bro. Bro, so many people have told me this, and I'm like, "Come on!" Man. I don't know why, dude.
0: It's a it... bunch of
1: our colleagues have said this is my favorite record you dropped in like a year or two. I'm like, <laughs> "It's not on. my favorite,
0: right?" It's exactly what you just said, it's
1: man. Cool, like I like it. You I know, mean, like... over
0: a million plays though. It hasn't been that long. That one saw a lot of success pretty quickly. I yeah, think it was it was, real quick. I think it was good timing. It's when things were kind of opening back up again to a certain extent. It's just a you good know, track Europe, overall. Asia, yeah. You
1: know, dance music is more worldwide, right? And right. When you focus on your streaming, your analytics. Yep. I know that. Like forty percent of my music's consumed in the U.S. Yeah, forty percent of my music's consumed in Europe. Yeah, twenty percent's consumed in South America and Asia. Uh huh. And everything, everybody besides the U.S. was really back to summertime. Yeah, kind of getting to get the beach parties. We're outside. Right. We're not in festival mode, but we're we're in happy mode almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was just you know a little you know a dance record to just you know mm-hmm. start the summer off.
0: It's good. So that came out in was June it June twenty fourth. Yeah, June twenty fourth.
1: One month exactly from when Attention came out. Yeah. And that was my intention, not to rhyme, but... Really? That was my intention, starting in May, and to go forward until, I don't they're going to tell you when, but until through 2021, 2022, yeah. is to drop at least one record every single month. And you did. And I'm about to double, triple down going into December. <laughs> it's going to be a little surprise, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean,
0: I was about to say, we, we, we've got a few more on here. Summer Jam, of course. With D. Lyles, the homie D. Lyles, biggest song I dropped this year, so understand. smooth, two point eight million plays on that baby,
1: Summer BBC Jam radio, dude, that thing like blew CDSXM. up, yeah, that's it was just, and that's you know, I didn't get perfect timing on Baby Just Dance, uh-huh. but I dropped a song called Summer Jam yep. in the middle of summer, yes you did, and marketing genius over here, you there. win one, you lose one, great lyrics on that too, it's just a fun song, man, it's, it's just it's, it's a easy. great, it's a great little vibe, you know, it's a great also recorded vibe. really quick. Did you? Yeah, it was and that was actually recorded. I don't know if I should even say it. Up to you. That was recorded like a year and a half ago. Was it? And I'll tell you what's funny about that record. <laughs> we recorded it end of 20... No, almost two years ago. Oh, shit. End of 2018. It was recorded August 2018 because I looked the other day. Yeah. And I was trying to sell it to the labels, sell it to the labels to drop it in August. Right, right. right. I'm like, if I miss the summer, I'm not putting it out. Right. And then nobody wanted it. Mm -hmm. And I told the story in the first interview with a different song called Thinking About You. Let me show you how you should never listen to labels or suits, as they call them. (laughs) Because nobody knows anything until the music speaks for itself. God damn it. I didn't put it out in 2019 because I missed 2018. 2019, I had like 12 releases. Didn't think, crossed my mind. Summer 2020 comes. Mm -hmm you know, normally what I do in the studio every couple weeks, couple months, is I go through the whole discography, the whole catalog. Right. Seek what can I spice up? What can I change? What can I do? What should I put out? What should I focus on? Right. And during that kind of quiet time, April, May, I found Summer Jam and it was a mixed master. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know what (laughs) I mean? Because my whole mindset was been recently is like, Put the music out. Yeah. The people have to find it. Right. I could be sitting on a million dollars in my hard drive. Yeah. If, the people, if it's not available, Yeah. it's not worth nothing to me. Mm-hmm. It's not worth nothing to anybody else. Right. So, boom. We dropped it. July, first week of July. Yeah. And it just, man, it was my fastest streaming record. It did like 1.5 million in 20 days. It was just.
0: That one took you to a million monthly listeners, too, didn't it?
1: And that was, you know, my biggest goal. And I had posted a tweet. And I love this because I see Russ do this a lot. I'm really inspired by Russ. Yeah. His yeah, mindset yeah. because he's business oriented. Yeah. Focused owning your music. Yep. And I've been following him throughout the year. But in like April or May, I posted a tweet and I said, no matter what, my biggest goal for this year is I'm gonna hit a million monthly listeners. I remember you telling me that, that. That's a big feat. It's a huge that's a big feat. feat. Man. That means you're doing two or three million streams a month. Yeah. So that's a million unique people yep. who come to the page. Yeah. And you know, Summer Jam just threw it over. We hit well, like 1.1 in July. Yeah. Insane, man. Yeah, man. I mean, those, those are, are big, blessing, big,
0: huh? big numbers, Gianni. And it's... I mean, I think it is... what is that your most streamed song?
1: It's like right amount of wrong. It's like 3 million. Yeah. It's right about there. This, it will be eventually, though. Because it, it's, right it's now. doing like 15, 20,000 a day. So it will be. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Man. And that's to show you that when you get into the machine of streaming and the yeah. enough people hear the song and start listening, it's like the music is working yeah. and I'm not working. Yeah. And this is when people always say, you know, the the... The rich people work hard. The wealthy people invest. Yeah. In, or excuse me. It's like something like that, but I'm paraphrasing. But the wealthy people are making money when they're sleeping. Yeah. That's honestly what we have as musicians the capability of really doing. Yeah. That's it's true. It's like that's there's true. eight hours a day where I know at night I'm getting, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 streams. Yeah. When I'm going to sleep. That's so, why the rich get richer. And, and this is where my saying. mindset changed also yeah. with going into this year. It's like I'm going to push as much of my catalog out there. Yeah. Because my catalog is my money. My catalog is my baby. My catalog is my business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like the catalog is everything. So while my live performance revenue is cut yep. badly, yep. my bread and butter that fed me before live performance is eager to be fed. Right. So I'm just feeding the, the machine. Mm-hmm. It's like every song is a new investment. Right. You don't know which one is going to go. Right. But once you feed it enough, every song averagely does... Pretty good, right? And when yeah. it, when a new person finds you, if they like it, what's the first thing they're gonna do? Go through your discography. Go through your discography, and everything starts streaming.
0: And on yours too, which is really special, is I had just put on one of your songs. I think it was actually a few weeks ago, and it you know Spotify does such a great job of kind of keeping you in that lane, right? And they know. And like three, four Gianni Blue tracks are come up, and then I'm I'm into like this whole other zone, and I'm like, God damn, this is the Gianni it's the radio Blue radio function. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So you just keep bringing people back. I love
1: that. You keep bringing people back.
0: Keep bringing And that's a big
1: back. thing. If you want to give a little Spotify tip or something to people. Yeah. Is that there's a functionality in the analytics of Spotify called radio. hmm And that's what you're talking about. Yep. Let's say you play a song by Gianni Blue, yep. Summer Jam. Yep. The next song could be a Chami record. Yeah. Or the next song could be a Sean Frank record or right. a Zoo record. Right. Because what the radio function really does is, it listens to how your listening habit is Mm -hmm. and it plays something in a similar genre, similar tempo, similar style. Right. So when a song has good, it's called save ratio. Mm -hmm. Save to listener. S to L. That means that over 10 or 20% of the people, every time they listen to it, save it. That song gets really pushed up in the radio algorithm. So if they listen to then a Sherm song, they might find a Gianni Blue record right after that. Right. If that record is doing really well in that analytic format oh and a lot of people don't know about that so one of the key things you want to do is have a lot of people pre-save your song before it comes out people don't understand the value of that but if you have 500 a thousand people pre-save it right off the jump the algorithm sees a ding 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 a spike right and all of a sudden it gets fed to everybody Mm, that is such
0: good advice because I've seen that push a lot recently from my artist friends Please hit pre-save. Please hit pre-save.
1: So It's only for that reason, you know? mm. Pre-save doesn't do nothing really, you know, everybody saves the record. But what it does is it feeds the algorithm that a lot of people already saved it first day within two hours, three hours, boom. That anything from there is just like a chart. You know, it's all all metrics. But if you start like that, it can only go up.
0: Spotify become a a form of social media.
1: Man, Spotify became the world, honestly, musically. Especially for dance, EDM, Latin music. Yeah. I wouldn't say hip-hop. Hip-hop is still kind of ran by Apple Music. Yeah. 50-50 Apple Music, Spotify. Yeah. But for the genres that just said, Spotify is the world. It's not just something to upload your music to. No, man. Spotify is, you know. Spotify buys me clothes. <laughs> Spotify buys me equipment. Yeah. Spotify takes me on trips. Yeah it does. I love Spotify. <laughs> love Love you Spotify. Love Spotify. And I'm just, I'm, funny enough, you know, funny enough, you go to yeah. your um, what's it called? You know, where you see the time that you use apps, right. Spotify is right there. Shit. You know? Yeah, and you
0: know, Spotify actually for podcasters has made a lot of moves. And I wanna I wanna really like commend them because Apple, shit. It is shit. Like Spotify gives you so many different options. They give you ways to actually collaborate. They give you newsletters, like Spotify for artists and Spotify for podcasters. Oh, without that, They, I mean, when they bought Joe Rogan, I knew they were making moves.
1: Bro, without that, because you know they were just—they had to buy one of the biggest monopolies yeah. to get people on the platform. That's how you do it. That's how you do anything.
0: They're going to get videos involved. That's too.
1: why. Why do you think Amazon just bought Borat too? Well, <laughs> a, the movie theaters aren't open. Right. But it's also a play mm-hmm. to get a lot of people focused on your platform right, right away you know what I mean yeah it's yeah, true like Joe Rogan podcast I mean you know I listen to it all the time honestly yeah. I know you do too I do <laughs> but that was a big big move
0: yeah it's it was, a big move I know it also it also, uh, it, it did something really special for podcasting which is kind of like
1: it showed it, how big the business is exactly. how important it is how much people are listening to audio yep. over not only consuming video and I love that Spotify too for his and a couple others the, the video's there so you're watching the video so if you know if you have your phone open you can watch the video great. But if you're driving you can just listen to it I know
0: it, they, they really figured it out. And, I, and I'll
1: tell you one thing I think Spotify will do. This is my prediction. Yeah. You know, because I'm looking at the platform versus yeah. Apple and YouTube. I think Spotify is going to make a big, big move in the next 12 months into video. Oh, they yeah. Into video. Like, you know, they just need like, kind of like one Orange is the New Black, one Narcos. Just oh, one. Like a television show? I think every kind of video content. But I think they just need one of those to really take Spotify to the next level. Ah, oh, shit. Because it's one of the most like, I saw the analytics the other day. They have, like, over 300 million users a month. That's, That's insane. Insane. <laughs> insane. It's active. like it fights next to Netflix. It's not Instagram fake users. Like, no, it's yeah. active users. Right, right. So the only component they're missing is video content. That's true. So I think they're going to make a big investment, a big dive into it in the next 12 months. Yeah. Let's see next time we do an interview if they did it. <laughs> but I I think Joe Rogan was the first start because he's one of the first podcasts to have it. his video really be on there, and yep. like you can turn the phone and watch it widescreen and everything. Yeah,
0: it's true. It is very unique to that. I know they're trying to do a podcast. I'm very excited about that, actually, for Sherman the Booth, because it feels really hard, and, and I'd love to ask your opinion on this. It feels hard, but it's it's advantageous to have your content on all forms of social media. about
1: everywhere. You want your content everywhere. Everywhere, but also everywhere. it
0: can be hard because you want to push people to one where, like if I'm doing a podcast, right, and like I want people to watch the video, I believe my biggest audience is on YouTube, Right, been working on that for a few years now, and it's just like Spotify. It's a game you have to play to figure it out. It's a form of social media, but initially my audience was on SoundCloud. Initially my audience was on Apple Podcasts. Right,
1: and, and that's the best and worst thing about what we're dealing exactly with: like the man. audience and the you know the. So the fans keep moving. So that's why you're fighting not only your, the platform you're best at, you're fighting every platform at the same time that you're creating your content. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. I started, my, my audience was on SoundCloud. Right. Like we talked before off air. Yeah. Like I had all my streams on SoundCloud, but guess what? It didn't monetize. Yep. I got a lot of fans off it, which is valuable, but it didn't monetize directly. Yep. Then Spotify came. Spotify becomes the big picture. But they still say YouTube is the number one platform for music and video. By still. far. Because in the world, and I see it hand in hand every time I travel. I go to Mexico, I go to the Caribbean. When I was in Asia, yep. when you see somebody, your kid or anybody, pull up a song, yep. they pull it up on YouTube. Yep. So it it's always free. Because it's free and it's just it's, just like that. So. It's true. No, nah, yeah. You, that's the thing. You have to focus on your niche or your best channel, but you gotta feed it everywhere. It's true. Yeah, that's good advice.
0: So, the year's not done yet, though. You had Light Gold, another another awesome track with Delisle, snapped on the vocals here, and you just released What It Feels Like with... How do I say, how do I say your name? Minge. Minge. It's
1: a great vocalist wow. from Netherlands.
0: Wow. You
1: like that one? She's big, dude.
0: She got like 600,000 monthly listeners, a lot of big tracks. Like, I ran through some of her music. Tell us about that collaboration process. How did, how did you meet her?
1: You know, bro, Instagram. You know it. Internet. I tell everybody the most powerful tool in the world, my best friend. Yeah. who hate it or love it. Yeah. It depends how you use it. Right. The internet. Yeah. I just DM'd her, you know? That's right. She said, I love your voice. Because yeah. I heard it on a song called Riverbank. Uh huh. That's the one I listened to. Because you know I'm signed with Spinning, that was a spinning song. Yep. Yeah. And I had got a promo for it. I said, I love that record. Yeah. I had a record I wrote. It was with a male vocalist demoed. Mhm. And actually, funny enough, and that's these are how some of the easiest records get done, is when I have the record already sang and written. So I just had her come in and just re-sing it. You know what I mean? (laughs) No shit. Yeah. I had written the record a while ago. Actually, I have a video on my Instagram from like two years ago where I wrote the piano melody. It's Mm. the only song I've ever written the piano melody on a real piano. No shit. Swear to God on my life. Really? I literally, on a grand piano at my house, (laughs) like two years ago, I was just late at night, wrote the melody, recorded it, took it to FL Studio, Mm -hmm. made it into MIDI, made the song around it, and then wrote the lyrics... Everything sang on it, boom. Ha- reached out to her, showed her the song, she yeah. loved it. Brought her on the record. It's a great track. One or two emails back and forth, and then there you go. And we're about to drop a huge remix for it huge. I'm talking one of the biggest deep house DJs. Fuck. Big remix. It's probably gonna come out. No, I think December 11th is the date. It's let's about to get distributed this week actually. Let's. Go. I got an email before I got here. Oh. So just know.
0: He is loaded with some fucking... Loaded. I'm
1: coming with ammunition. <laughs> I'd say, I swear to God, COVID made me a monster. You were already a monster, dude. It made me a dude. monster, bro. Now it turned my focus, my drive, my motivation, yeah. my manifestation all the way up that I'm going to win and I'm going to just widen the gap. Yeah. And put myself in a position that, okay, I was here, yeah. but now after COVID, I'm here. Yeah. And I skipped these three, four steps because I worked three times harder than everybody during this time.
0: Right. That's why you're a force to be reckoned with. Because one thing you've been saying, basically for all these songs, you made these a year or two years ago.
1: And brother, that's where it comes down to. Catalog. Where are you at now, man? Bro, Holy shit! I'm sitting on thirty or forty <laughs> finished. Just have to be mixed in, you know, just have to add the gloss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the mastering and you know what I mean. Are you a better producer? Like are oh, these, bro, these are better songs. I'll tell you one thing I learned, and yeah. I, I wanted to talk about this the whole interview, yeah. I, even before I got here. Yeah. Music is like athletics. Yeah. Like, LeBron, any basketball player, any soccer player, they're in the gym five or six days every day, all day shooting. Yep. How can you be a LeBron musically if you're in the studio once a month? Yeah. And that's why I say COVID made me a monster. Because I went from being in the studio, which was still good, two, three times a week. Right. You know finishing one two songs a month right so being in the studio five days a week locked in (laughs) cooking and you know what that did yeah it's like with any profession the more you do it the faster you can do it yeah that's true the faster you can do it now i'm finishing songs i know the harmonies we have to do vocally right away after we lay it i know the arrangement before the song starts everything (laughs) because i'm focused i i know what i'm trying to do how i'm trying to produce it what i want it to sound like right and that's from doing it repetition, 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 repetition. Mm-hmm. And honestly, for me, I thank whoever, not for COVID, yeah. but for making me refocus on my music, yep. which is the most important in my life for any musician is their music. Yep. Live performance comes second. Yep. It might make you more money, but the brain is built off the music. Yep. So, what COVID did was it made me dial down on the music. Mm -hmm. So, going back to what you said, a lot of these records that came out this year were recorded a year ago. Right. Imagine what I'm going to go into 2021 with. I'm excitedly nervous. A a month ago, I thought I was into summer of 2021. Now, I'm almost into January 2022. (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) Jesus. November 20th. The storm is coming. Forever.
0: Yeah. The streams
1: are coming. Like. The storm is coming.
0: By the time this shit comes out, man, you're going to have what... I mean, you showed me before we got on air. Fuck, dude. I mean, you were taking it to the next level, Gianni. And you have the ability to. You have all of the foundations and the pillars in place.
1: I appreciate that, just bro. Just a matter of time, bro. And you know what? I told you in this first interview, you know, the people who make it up the hill the fastest, they drop down the fastest. Mm-hmm. They fall off the fastest. My whole you my mean, whole movement has been steadily going up. It's been at a slower tempo, yep. but only going up. Right. From, any, from every aspect. Right. And it's just a matter of time. Just a matter yeah. of songs. You and not. I promise you, I have seen it this year. I manifested my mindset at the beginning of the year to what I wanted to do, and I saw it happen yeah. with the million monthly listeners. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going into the next year. I want to do 20 million streams in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Two million monthly listeners you by my birthday in May, no and problem. it's gonna happen. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And that's been the focus. Michael Jordan over here, bro. <laughs> all that inspires me. I watched this documentary. The last These I- people are. Obsessed with winning, you have They're to be obsessed with success, yeah. And people kind of frown upon it, but you have to be obsessed with what you do. A doctor's obsessed with what he does, yeah. he doesn't make a mistake. Yeah. A dentist, any profession, a lawyer knows the contract in and out, yeah. Why do they hate the musician when he's trying to just be as perfect or work as hard? Mm-hmm. And that's why rappers succeed so much, yeah, because rappers they'll record one or two songs a day, yeah, because the format is a little easier, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Create, create, create. You have to go through 30 okays to get Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't amazing. Yeah. But the more you go through the, the process, the more gets created.
0: That's, that's simple yet elegant advice. You have to be obsessive. And I think the Michael Jordan thing is, is, is exactly that. It's like that. Lil
1: Wayne. I was a huge fan of Lil Wayne when I was a kid. He had a documentary. He yep. said, I record one or two songs every single day. Yep. So in a year, I've recorded 365 songs. <laughs> and then that will create the 10 radio songs that you sing for the next five or 10 years. And that's the biggest shit I ever heard ever. Yeah. Was that you are just record every day. It could be crap. It could be good. It could be good, intermediate, great. But then all of a sudden, the one you don't expect becomes insanely incredible. Yep. But you have to keep doing the process.
0: Right. And and, and I saw a tweet that was basically just encompassing everything you just said. The most successful entrepreneurs. Tech, music, uh, real estate, medicine, whatever it might be, right? Entrepreneur or not. The secret is hard work. That's it. Day That's in, day is. out. Look at Elon Musk. That's what he says, man. That's of course, he's like... And
1: you know, people talk about luck. I think luck is created yeah. it's just right time with the right product. Yeah. Law of attraction. That's the law of attraction. Manifestation. I truly believe it. I love that. I truly believe it. Like, I see what's coming for me in the next six months. I see it, like, deep in my mind. I see it, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I wake up every day just knowing I'm going for this. Right. It's unbelievable.
0: Watching you navigate what the music industry is in right now is extremely inspiring. And I I hope people are watching this are are taking some notes because you are doing something that we got got a little branding here. Oh, hold up. Yeah, yeah, hold up. Party never ends. Gianni Blue, baby. Look at that. Yeah.
1: Shout out my boy Tim celebrity. <laughs> Only
0: Gianni change <laughs> changes mid-interview. mid mid, mid interview. The
1: party never ends was the brand <laughs> model from last year going into this year. Yep. Dude, and the hustle never ends is going to be this the year. The hustle brand. never ends. Yeah, shit.
0: The hustle's just beginning. That's right. Let's talk about. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's true. It's true. Let's talk about the state of the industry. What is right now in your eyes the state of the industry?
1: I look at the music industry right now, and I kind of pivoted with certain records I was going to put out mm-hmm. to cater to the state of the industry. Right, right now, people are streaming music. Yeah, people are in their car, yep. at their house, with their family, yep. with a few friends. Yeah, probably a lot of friends, but yeah. a few friends <laughs> listening to music. Yeah, and I knew that I saw that in March, April, and I kind of I had a lot of records like Baby Just Dance mm-hmm. going into twenty twenty right. that I've. Put on the sideline. Right. Because I know right now people don't want the club, the high, high, high energy turn up music. Yeah. I see people putting them out, and unfortunately they'll probably be forgotten and missed Yeah, when festivals come back next year maybe because they were put out at the wrong time. Right. But I kind of just pivoted, and I even pivoted because you know me. Anybody who knows Gianni Blue's music knows I make a lot of high energy, and yeah. I make a lot of deep house, future house Dance pop, as I like to classify it. Right, right, right. Dance pop meaning it's, you know, it's good for the club. It's great for the radio. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's the key. I think that's the key, you know. And I kind of look at what Medusa, Loud Luxury, these people have kind of done to find that pocket. Uh, Joel Corey. Yeah. love his music. Yes. And his music good is example. super clubby but super radio. Yep. Jax Jones. Yep. All the names I just named are kind of how I'm looking at my music. Yeah. That I can be in the club. Yep. At the part where everybody sings and the hands are in the air. I'm Martin Solvig, so to speak. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But then when you stream it, it streams like crazy because right. you're singing in the shower. Yeah. You're singing in the car. Right. You're singing at your graduation. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point people are streaming i think that's the thing they're
0: streaming differently right because that's why i think it's kind of tough to to, to be a, a
1: tech house underground dj right now no matter how good the music is and that's where i go back to you have to focus on the business right because yeah. if you're you know i wanted to talk about this too because i see a lot of not even peers but when i say peers music business peers i mean yeah. more so like fans or friends yeah They always look at me as a DJ first. And they say, you must be hurting, blah, blah, blah. And of course, we're all hurting. But I want to differentiate for people the difference between the live entertainment business, the Mm -hmm. DJ music performance business, and the music business. And I wanted to make this point with this interview because I think people need to see it that there's a whole different business. People will say DJ first. DJ, oh, you a DJ, you rocking these shows. That's the biggest thing about you. You know what I'm saying? But it's like... These are completely different businesses in every nature of it, yeah. from the way business is done to the way it's consumed yep. to the way it's sold. Yep. You know. It's true. So I've been in the music business since I was, I would call it since feeling it since since you know 2015 mm-hmm. when my first record did a million streams and yeah. I saw what a record could do. Right. I called that the start of my music business. Yep. Even though I have been putting records out since 2007, 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. The music business, dealing with contracts, dealing with companies, dealing with suits. That's not live entertainment. Dealing (laughs) with people who want to take your masters, your publishing. Yeah. Dealing with people who... You know, you have to pay for records to get on the radio. People don't even know that. People think that Rihanna wakes up in the morning and her record is going to radio. Well, yeah, because she's Rihanna, it's going. Yeah, but they does. have radio promoters who they pay 40 dollars 50000 200000 to shop that record to every radio station in America. And they fly around the states just shopping that record. People have no idea about music. It's crazy. And that's the differentiator that I wanted to point out. Yeah. Because people see the shows and they think the shows is everything. But the music is a whole nother monster. Yeah. It's honestly the monster. Yeah. The shows are the fun, yeah. the entertainment, the happy moments. The music business is very dark yeah. and very annoying, and you're dealing with contracts, 10, 12 pages, yep. where little stipulations could cause your career. One word. One 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 sentence of option or anything like that could be like, you get shelved for a year or two.
0: I saw a contract recently from one of the guys I manage, and it, it, you didn't even... It snuck in there. You... You, by signing this contract, you agree to exclusively signing with this label for the next three years, every single release. And I'm like, well, glad we caught that,
1: but... And then the artist who's so desperate to get seen signs it without letting, if they don't have a manager or a lawyer... Yep. They sign it because I'm about to be on X, Y, or Z. They don't give a shit. They're
0: like, contract, boom.
1: And then the song flops, and now they want to put another song out. They say, nah. Yep. Until we approve the next one, you can't put it out.
0: Why, Why are there so many people in the music industry like that, Gianni? why do the suits run it? Is that the way the world works? Like, do you see that changing? That's a good question. I, 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 it's a question I, think, I think it's about. changing
1: more so in the last two, three years, it's changing. People are valuing ownership or yeah. more open deals or- Well, with
0: the pr- power of the internet, you don't need labels. Like,
1: without a doubt. And also, you know, one thing that's beautiful about dance music, dance music has always been kind of primarily single-based business. Right. So if I'm signing a song to you, yeah, you have this song, for yeah. a period of six to eight weeks exclusivity before right. I put something else out. Right, right. Or you might have my song as an option. Right. But that's the worst case it could be. Right. Most of the time. Yeah. Of course a lot of dance artists when they get to a certain caliber you want to sign big big deals because right. you're know, you playing a different game. Chain smokers, yeah. Martin Garrix you're playing a different game at that yeah, point. Yeah, you know, yeah. every radio every song's a radio hit. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, at least dance music's a little more I would say a little more fair. hmm You know, whereas you know, you look at a a rapper, a pop star, anybody like that. They're signing a 360 deal. Yeah. They're getting their music. They're getting their publishing. They're getting their shows, their merch. Yeah. And if they don't believe in you six to 12 months from now, they just put you kind of on the shelf. Yep. And until you come out with a hit, you kind of stay on the shelf.
0: I was going to say, there are so many people that have those one-hit wonders, right? The reason there's one-hit wonders is because they're held to such a high standard. You've had so many tracks with so much success. Do you think that next level for you is like, you know, getting into that chain smokers, getting into that Martin Garrix, like, where you know you have to be at a certain level? You already are. But what does that do to your creativity process, knowing that, shit, every track I put out has to be perfect?
1: And what I'll tell you is this, right? Because I was in music business school at Columbia. Yeah. And I had a teacher in a class talk about a lecture one day. And he said, 90% of you, five years from now, won't be working in the music business. <laughs> Maybe 10% of you will be. Yeah. Maybe. Because there comes a point in your career that from what you're truly passionate about to what will make income, yeah. there's a split. Yep. And you have to learn to love both. Yeah. And you have to learn to find the balance. Most mm-hmm. people can't find the balance in art because people are so passionate with whatever direction they see the artistic-wise. Yep. And we all are. But there's a little shift. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Going into 2020, I know I wanted to make... Streamable music Right Music that can be consumed For radio and streaming Mm -hmm. Not club Yep Which means more singing Right More kind of dance poppy More you know Calvin Harris-esque Kind of like you know Yeah And I didn't feel like I lost creativity But that was because I've always made it Mm -hmm. The people who don't Have that That only were One track minded The whole career I can't really help you there Right But I've always been Looking at music As you know Music is an art palette Every day I want to make A different piece of art yeah. Not that every damn one to make the same type of art.
0: Yeah. You know? So true. I think that's why I see a lot of people that start strong. It's like I always talk about this waiting in a line, right? And I think I mentioned it to you as well. We're all waiting in a line for the world's best roller coaster, which is Main Stage Ultra, right? And we see so many people standing in line. We're like, this has got to be a great ride. And then you stand in line and you're with your friends. And then one of your friends is like, yeah, I don't want to wait in this line anymore. I'm going to go to a cheaper ride or a, a ride with a less line, right? And then you're like, okay, well, I'll keep staying, right? And then you see people cut and you're like, I saw you fucking cut, right? And then you remember them, and then you keep waiting, you keep waiting, and people just get out of the line. Next thing you know, you've been waiting this line for fucking five years, but you're so excited to get on this ride. When it finally comes, it's fucking worth it. But people aren't willing to wait. People People aren't willing to put the work in. Exactly.
1: And to go back to your point, to end that beautiful statement is about, where do I see the music business? Yeah. the state of the music business is that, everybody in every business, you have to be innovative. You have to be able to pivot. Yeah. You have to. If you want to do this so for true. the next five, ten years or even shit, the next year, Yeah, you have to be able to pivot yep. to, of course, you make what you love, but you got to see what the people are consuming. Yep. And that's the major difference. Yep. You know, because you have to feed their consumption at the end of the day. And like I said, there's a the music business mm-hmm. and then there's music hobbyists. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If if you want to do your lane and you can't switch it because mentally you're just so focused on one, yeah, I understand you. That's yeah. the art. That's your that's yourself as an artist.
0: You you'll be a happier person most likely.
1: You'll be a happier person. You'll most likely have a nine to five that you're balancing right with it. Yep. But if you're an artist and you could, I could name 20, 30 of the top DJs in the world who yep. pivot every two three years to the new style, <laughs> new genre, new new hot. Literally
0: the top ten DJs on because DJ. Because they
1: know yeah. to stay as big and as relevant and as successful everything becomes about innovation. Yep. So a DJ, I'll give you an example. Zed's Dead comes to my head first. There's a dubstep DJ. Yeah. First five to six years of the career. Then they switched to Deep House. Yeah. People laughed at them, boom. They became more successful as Deep House than they were before. They did have, And now because of that, they'll go for another five years touring because they made that change at the right time. Yeah. Where a lot of those dubstep DJs didn't want to make the change. Yep. And now I think that's honestly the most, the least stream of the genre.
0: They diversified. That's a very that's good
1: example. And that's why you have to plant little seeds everywhere. Yeah. Art is about creating all types of art. And that's why I truly believe. My biggest thing I could tell people, musicians, is don't limit yourself to anything someone thinks you can only do. Yep. What you only think you can do, how you only see yourself. Because if you think about your life ten years ago, how you look, you look different. What were you wearing? You were wearing something different. Everything since then has changed. Yeah, The only thing sure in life is change. Yep. Change in time. That's the only two sh- two things sure. So you have to continuously change, and time continuously go- goes on. And if you want to stay in the game yep. or on the roller coaster, yep. you got to <laughs> make the people who are riding have fun and be entertained.
0: Thanks for fu- pulling that full circle, Deanna. That was
1: crazy, right? I got one that more gem.
0: I during this time I've done a lot of analyzing of the industry, of myself, of others, and especially in the Chicago market, I've realized that if the music industry is this this rag, right? There are fibers of the rag and are fucking wa- there's water on there that is just making this wag, this rag too fucking wet. And what Corona did was it came in and it fucking did this and it wrung out that fucking rag and those big, heavy beads of water fell the fuck off. And there are people that are the literal fibers like you and I that we're the rag in the first fucking place, and there are people that try and ride the coattails and people try and get in for the wrong reasons. Do you think this time with coronavirus, you said widen the gap. Do you think for better or for worse that people will get out of it because they can't make money, because they weren't in for the right reasons, they can't stay creative? What does the future look like knowing that we've had to go through this time I as think
1: Everything, what you said, is gonna be a little bit of a reason. Yeah. People who were in it just to be the DJ. Exactly. The cool guy, that's done. That's done people were who were in it just to um you know I mean for everything you said honestly I agree with you yeah, yeah all those reasons yeah and this year where this has kind of been in every industry this has been a shock yeah are you really passionate are you really in love are you really doing this for the next foreseeable future yeah that you haven't just been getting lucky or you haven't been just getting you've been riding this kind of wave yeah this has opened everybody's eyes yeah are you here this is plan a B or C yep yeah and I think the people who was plan A for like I keep saying about the widening the gap line, yeah, six to 12 months from now, you'll see who had plan A the whole time and who it was B or C for.
0: I mean, I like you inspire me so much because you keep shit, putting shit out. Bro, I haven't stopped this. I've done an I interview every it. single fucking week. I'm got you got know, putting all this new content you out. And it's obvious to me now that people see that this has always been plan A.
1: Plan A. Right? Planned I away. really love that. Yeah. And I've seen how you've even switched your intro, everything. You double down on the content. <laughs> you double down on the professionalism. I have doubled, doubled down. You double down on selling yourself. You double down to like, yeah, I'm this dude. I'm hot. Maybe you didn't <laughs> know this. Well, now because you're at home on your mama's couch, you're going <laughs> to know this. This has always been planned. Out. Thanks, Gianni. you man. I'm telling <laughs> you. It's
0: true. I have doubled down, man. And it's only made me love it more because I feel like I've really invested in myself.
1: You got to. And I, I told you this last interview, and this is what artists hate to hear. Yeah. You gotta invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. When that check comes in, you either buy shoes or you buy software. You either yep. buy shoes or you buy computer stuff. You either yep. buy shoes or you buy promo. Yep. All that will depict the character you are, and if it's Plan A, B, or C, do you want to look the part? Yeah. Or do you want to be the part?
0: Yeah. Now, on that note, do you think it might make the industry more competitive? Competitive in the sense where now that only the true will remain, we'll all be competing for the same spots because. We know in this industry a lot of it is this old friendships, clout, whether it's deserved of- or not. Do you think that there will be more opportunities for people that are trying to make it in because that the rag will be dried out?
1: You could say there's going to be a lot or you could say there's going to be less. Right. Because when things open up, be it's going to be very selective at first who, what is what. You got to sell tickets. Who's part of what. It's not like, it's real yeah. income generating at yes. first. It's like, I went bankrupt last year. That's what I'm saying. I got to yes. bring a a success to start this off. Not everybody's gonna get a chance.
0: I need a headliner, and I need a great support act that's been recognized, and I need an opener that's recognized. And you too. could also
1: see it that wow, well, you know, their B, C, or D options yeah. all kind of quit or yeah. all got hurt. Yeah. And uh-huh. now you were the E offer or the E option, and then now you're the B option.
0: But you've been working in the off season.
1: It could go both ways, and I think it will go both ways. Yeah. For certain companies and festivals and lineups, the first priority will be financial. Facts. But for the people for opportunities, the people who kind of slowed down and you weren't in your face mm-hmm. this whole year, because a year is a long time. Yeah, you could think of how many people haven't seen those relationships that matter and they cater to the create gigs and opportunities without and the live shows. Without, without the, the live bar shows, shows. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm not in your face. But someone like Sherman Gianni Blue has been yeah. feeding you content every day, every week. <laughs> that you're almost annoyed seeing them. But the first person you're gonna think of, <laughs> you is know who they are. The person you've been seeing. Yeah. So it goes both ways. I'm humbled to be to be in the same sentence as you right there, man. But... <laughs> Bro, come on, man. I love yeah. what you do, brother.
0: I appreciate it, man.
1: But it's what it is, though. It's what it is. You feed the people. They might not look at every interview, but I'll tell you what, they might see every post. It's true. You know, they might not click the sound, but they'll know that. Oh, I know you just dropped a song.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I know you just dropped the video. That's right. I'm in your face. I'm I feeding know. the machine. Yeah, it's true. And when you do it enough, it becomes subconscious. Like you know, yeah. every day on Tuesday, you're doing an interview. Yeah. Well, I know every day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my days to do studio. Yeah. And I record, and I record vocals, I record beats, I record guitars, I record whatever I have to do. Yeah. Those are my days. I'm in the gym Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And the other days I might be listening back and do edits by myself, mm-hmm. but I know those are my days. Yeah. I'm
0: holding myself accountable too. You know, I, uh, I got a fucking whiteboard, I put the post it notes in there, I got tasks, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I want to actually set tangible goals. That's always my thing, right? Like, I set these long term goals that are, you know, great. And how do I work towards them? But it feels so good to set short term goals. Something that's like create a Spotify trailer, you know, a podcast trailer. Let's set up interviews two months in advance. Like, let's not wait to the last minute for shit. And Without it, a doubt. And it feels that's so much better. Win. Exactly. Exactly. What would be your advice to artists that are listening right now that are maybe intimidated to try and get into the music industry?
1: I'll tell you, you know, brutally, honestly, if you really love it, they're going to put in the work. Yeah. And if it's a passion or if it's a hobby, it'll be different. Yeah. But if you brutally love it and you see yourself like, you know, him and I see ourselves doing what we do, you see it that when you have white hairs on your beard or in your hair for my women, you <laughs> see it the long way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're looking at our tangible goals for, let's say, the next week, the next month, the next year. Yeah. But we also see it where we want to be five to ten years from now. Right. Different ways we've created different outlets. Right. You know different businesses were created from that and you have to just always be looking at it like that you know like anybody like any profession you know people you could be a restauranteer well in five years i want to have three restaurants yeah or you could be the mom pop that only run the one for all those years right and that's fine but different players are meant to play different positions yep it all comes down to who you are and Mm -hmm. who you want to become
0: yeah longevity that's what i'm
1: Longevity. and you have to keep feeding the machine when it becomes repetition yes it's work But it's work that now you love to do. Yeah. And you you know, okay, damn. Like today, I was exhausted when I woke up. But I knew today is Tuesday. I'm recording for six hours today. Time to get up. I recorded. And I recorded a beautiful song today. And a lot of days I've realized that if I had just stayed in bed or canceled because I was tired or felt sick. Yeah. Or whatever the case would be, some piece of art that would impact the world could have not been created. Right. So it's like, you have to look at every day like that. So I know no matter what, unless I'm in a car accident or one of my families are ill. I'm going to be at the studio at 7 o'clock.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's just how I look at it. Right. I look at music as a 9 to 5, 100%. And, you know, I've been thankful that I've put out so much music all these years to make it my 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm barely holding on like everybody else. Yeah. But I know that I have to treat it like that. You're ready, though. I have to know that I'm going to be there 9 to 5 every day. Yeah. And things will be created that will create my brand, build my brand, and make me win. Mm -hmm. Because even though I don't come out with a hit every day... I'm putting out so much music that one of them will be a hit. Yeah. And you just have to keep doing that cycle.
0: That's good advice. And that's 2020 for you in a nutshell. Work
1: hard, be focused, love what you do, find your passion. Or if you found your passion, now you know. And you keep building. Simple.
0: Love it. Well, what do you got coming up? Because I know you got a lot in the works. What can you tell
1: us? Yeah, now we're done with the deep. Conversation. Now I'm going to tell you the big game. <laughs> we can keep going on deep November conversation 20th, all day. <laughs> November 20th, I'm dropping a record called Forever. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you at that. It's so good. December 4th, 11th, and 25th, I got records dropping. Christmas Day? The last Friday of the year. <laughs> it's a big day to get Spotify playlists. People don't know that, but what? I'm giving you a gem. Oh, yeah. People don't drop that day. <laughs> Ah, you see, Johnny comes in with the gems yeah, too. Man. You see, I feed and you know I give and take.
0: Yeah, I should have brought my own fucking notebook for this one. I'm at early January. I Got yeah. another one
1: coming. Oh, I got five in the Spotify for artists. Um, you know, pitching for them right now. Yes, and you can only pitch one at a time. Really? So I have to have the <laughs> other people pitch it because on mine is only one at a time, brother. I think the summer showed me what I could really do. Yeah. And this winter is gonna be all the work I did all year mm-hmm. come at a speed that people are gonna be like, when? How? Yeah. Why? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just because I look at my year. Yeah. And normally, you know, I travel more, I do more shows, you know, I'm more so outside. Yeah. And that always takes you away from work. Yeah. To a certain extent. Right. But this year has just left me work. And because of that, I see this meme all the time. It's like work hard six months. You put yourself two or three years ahead. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. I truly believe that was this whole year for me. I feel like I just worked for the next two, three years just with all I've created. It's amazing. So, and that's just the biggest inspiration knowing that what I've done and I don't want to stop. Yeah. Because going back to working, it goes back to... Every day, it's becoming easier and easier. Yeah. Just because I'm doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. <laughs> it's like, a, you know, whatever you, whatever profession you are. But yeah. I know how I want, what to sound, what I want to do, how I want to say it. Yep. How I want it to be finalized and how I want it to be put out. Yep. And the brain's at level 100 because you're feeding your brain. Yeah. When your brain is doing something so often, right? Yeah. Think about it as goofy as it sounds, right? You drive every day a car. Right. You go on a trip for a month. You come back the first day, you drive the car, you feel weird. Yeah. Because you haven't been in that position.
0: Yeah.
1: It's the same with creating music or anything. Or being a doctor. You have to go into surgery. You took two weeks off. The first surgery is going to be a little iffy. Yeah. Even though you know you're going to do good. Right. But your your muscle memory mm-hmm. is not there like it was when you're doing yes. it every day. And that's what this year has showed me is that creating this muscle memory of momentum has just, it has showed me what I could become. Mm-hmm. And I just want to keep feeding it. And I almost don't want to do shows right now. Yeah. Even though I've been doing some. Just because I'm so much... I'm in love with this energy that I've been... You know, that I've found. Yeah. From working. Yeah. It's like I've never worked at the level I've been working. Yeah. And it's just like... Going into 2021... You know, I pray for good things. I hope good things. I know good things are coming. Me too, man. You know, for you, for me, for the world, hopefully. But work hard. Focus on your goals. And your dreams can be accomplished.
0: I gotta say, Gianna, you know, there's always an energy to you, but today there's something special, man. And I wanna just acknowledge again for all the hard work that you put in, man. Like, you make this shit tangible, and I said that to, to Win and Wu, who I know you maybe uh, might have something in the works, but... Stay tuned. Did you like that reveal? Can I say that?
1: Stay tuned. <laughs>
0: You, 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 people, you guys gonna... are like not so far away. You know what I'm like not so far removed, right? Like you're here with me right now, but you're fucking worldwide, bro. And like that shit is so inspiring. I appreciate you, bro. And like just seeing that you can take the steps to do and put in hard work and it will happen. And I just want people to know that.
1: hundred percent, brother. And the earlier you find it out, yeah, is the earlier you succeed. It's true. And now I've I've learned a lot from that for in Quick one minute tangent. Yeah, I've seen the friends of mine who didn't go to college, mm-hmm. who are eighteen, they were pursuing music. Yeah, but it's, by the time they were twenty two, yeah. they were professional as hell. Yeah, <laughs> because they gave it all. Yeah, and a lot of people tell you, you know, you have to have second plan. Cool. Right. That, that all depends for the person right. and how driven and focused you are. Right. Because I truly believe anybody could succeed at anything. Yeah. If you just put the time and effort. Anything's in. possible. Anything. Anything. It just a matter of how much you want it. Right. But yeah, brother. Good things. In the works. This has been such a pleasure, bro. Sherman the Booth. My man. Gianni Blue. Gianni. A lot, a lot of new music <laughs> dropping in the next sixty to ninety days. Yep. Forever. Just remember that name. That's the first record to start it off, and I got a lot, a lot of music. I'm so excited. All year man. been working, and I'm more excited than ever to just put records out. <laughs> I tell you, but there's a high that Friday when the record comes out. Yeah. And when you have the high three, four times back to back to back, you just want more. You just want more, And that makes you want to work more. Yeah, That makes you want to win more. That makes you want to make another one. Make another one. It's not about, can I make another one? It's no. like, I want to just make another one. Make another yep. one. Yep, It's the energy, brother.
0: I can't wait to hear it, man. Can't wait to hear what you've been up to. We're going to be able to feel it. We're going to be able to hear it.
1: Oh, it's going to be good, brother. My 2021 is going to be a different year.
0: Hell yeah. Thanks for coming on, Gianni. I really appreciate it. I appreciate
1: it. you for having me, brother. Guys,
0: go check out Gianni Blue. At Gianni Blue on all social media. On right.
1: every platform. At Gianni Blue. G-I-A-N-N-I-B-L-U. And you know how we rocking. Sherman the Booth, Gianni Blue. Let's go. November 2020. My God. We're gonna come back next year and do something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where we're both gonna be. Hell yeah, my brother.